This is Jack Gottlieb with the L&D Transmission Podcast where business leaders share their advice. It's five questions in nine minutes because talent development needs to create value and generate results quickly that balance immediate needs and long-term transformation. So let's get to it. In a few sentences, please tell us who you are and what you do. I am Chaz Rusnicki. I live in Oakland County, Michigan, and I am currently the president and CEO of Vibe Credit Union in Novi, Michigan. As a CEO, I think I have two main duties and two or, or several main duties, but two that are really most important. Number one is ensuring our team members have the resources they need to be successful. And number two, ensure that we remove roadblocks or obstacles that get in the way of strategic execution. Um, I am a lifelong credit union advocate who started in the credit union movement as a 16-year-old co-op student and kind of just worked my way up from there. I have a passion of helping people um, and the credit union philosophy of people helping people really aligns with my personal life and kind of trapped me in our industry almost 25 years ago. I love that. And for everybody, just as a unique piece before we get to the next question. So Chaz is our 100th episode, as you all know, because you see that this is the 100th episode. Um, but also, personal friend, uh, we let a turnaround together at um, previous stop for him. And my passion for the credit union space certainly is extremely high because it is about being a member, not just a customer. It's about financial literacy, confidence, impact, not just having really strong financials and a really strong balance sheet of your business or just really strong savings or or healthy volume or healthy um, stability in one's loan if it's college or it's more than that. That's what credit unions are about. So when we think about that, Chaz, what is the best thing about focusing on learning and development, readying our employees, especially in such a purposeful space as credit unions? I personally think there is absolutely nothing better than seeing others succeed. The best, the very best part of learning and development is being part of the facilitation of the incredible outcomes that people can achieve with learning and development. Again, we can help people achieve their dreams. Credit unions are in the people business. So learning and development really fits at the core of who we are for our members, for our team members and the communities we serve. Sometimes we think about L&D as just what we teach our team members or what they can learn. And that is really not the case. Learning and development goes so much wider and so much deeper than I think sometimes we really um, give it credit for. It's a great point because if we think about if we think about somebody that could be in at a credit union or community bank or bank, any financial institution, something with compliance, something that has to do with a particular loan application that came in, something that's going on in a branch and then a relationship with a member, and that's all one chain of work. It's not about, oh, let's reevaluate and then we put them in a train to be better. It's you know, what's going on in that flow in that moment. How are we learning and growing, not just for bettering next time, but in that moment, we have a challenge. The member's upset. The SAG or the business is upset. And we're dealing with an issue at that moment. There's a lot of learning and development in that conversation, that discussion, that plan, how we support them, right? And it's it lives and breathes in the business. It's not, to your point, just in the classroom. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, that, that learning and development really leads to something, Jack, I have to tell you, you ingrained in my head. I don't know when we met, almost 10 years ago, probably at this point. Uh, yeah. 
My yeah. team at Vibe hears me say it all the time. We talk about it at our board meetings, but L&D leads to clarity and alignment. And absent of clarity and alignment, an organization has a big nothing. Um, and and you, you can't have one without the other. I really think it's that L&D that drives a lot of the clarity and alignment we need to be successful as an organization. 100%. And you're right. That was... Um... If I had an epitaph at that time when we were done that amazing journey and where where we left things, clarity and alignment would certainly be the two words on that epitaph. That's uh, no, no question. Yes. If there's anything that you beat in me over and over again, it was clarity yeah. and alignment are necessary for success. Um, and I 100% wholeheartedly agree with that. When we think about our C-suite community, certainly in credit unions, but also obviously beyond, how do you think from an executive standpoint? Learning development, will the expectations will continually shift? Or from your perspective, because you've always been very progressive, to compliment you, you've always been progressive. Even when we first met, seeing it as an asset, not something we just have to get to. How do you see it continually evolving? So I'll provide a little bit more information, I think, of one of your later questions. But from a higher level, I very much agree with you. Um, I think we have got to the point where learning and development has to become more intentional engaging and tailored. I think training is not a rah-rah moment or a rah-rah event where we bring the team together once or twice a year and then send them out and do nothing to follow up, to reinforce, to hold accountable, any of that stuff. Um, I think training has to be consistent and it has to be intentional. And when you do those when you do it in a consistent and intentional way, I think we maximize its ability and our team actually gets something from it. I think an example, which I don't think you'll mind me sharing, is when we first began that turnaround. It just happened to be an apt example. I wasn't even prepared to share this. If you recall, we we had said, okay, we're all over the place. And while we have this strategy that at the time was solid and measurement, but not really strategic, like, okay, let's let's we're gonna clear that up later. But we're struggling with everything we're doing. Remember, let's just occupy the, the next 30 days. All we're going to focus on is the 30-day plan. We'll have a vision. We have intention. We're not going to lose sight of the strategic path. But we are only going to focus on 30 days. And you and I, kind of with the team and parties that left and came in, it was like, well, we have all this 30 days. That was a strategic process. That was a learning and development process. But it was all baked in how we need to learn and grow as a team, aligned to the plan, but Clearly, though, driving what the what our teams need, the whole credit, the, our our entire staff needed. Learning development was all a part of that. And I think that's a good example. Back to what you're saying, it's got to be baked in the way of work. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it goes back to that intentionality of what we do. We have to be intentional. You know, you hear people complain all over the world. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. In my opinion, it's the complete opposite. We have nothing but time. If we plan appropriately and then execute appropriately, we can do anything we want to do. I love it's that. About, yeah, it's about planning. Time is an asset that we think we need to, but I've got this loan. I have this application to get back to. Members upset. The lines at the branch are overwhelming. The app is down. Our core system, there's an issue. I got to fix, got to, okay, but at some point we can keep getting stuff done, but we don't accomplish anything because we just keep getting things done and we're not using the time to your point as an asset. I think for those watching learning development, I know that you're always asked, especially at global companies, classes, programs, offerings, modules, tools. We need, we need, we need, we need. And you're valued. 
But what people need doesn't mean that it's actually going to create impact. We have to delineate what people need versus not even what they want, but what we know we've got to provide, which isn't just skills, training, classroom programs, workshops. In the way of work, how do we build and strengthen culture, capability in a way that is clear and aligned to our direction, our members or customers? What from everything you've accomplished in your career and certainly your path and trajectory vibe, what would you recommend clearly others can do to drive what they're doing or maybe they're not even doing yet forward in the way of their business, not just in developing, like you said, just upskilling people? Uh, and I think it's a lot of what we what we just talked about, really. Um, really, that L&D must be first and foremost, and it must be intentional, and it must be a tone set from the very top. I think executives need to, need to light the fires under themselves um, and make team member development an intentional priority, not an afterthought that we cram in whenever we don't really have time. Um, so, so for us, two things that vibe that actually um, make that a reality are number one um, is we open up late on Wednesdays, which for us is our slowest day of the week. Um, did something similar at some other organizations, um, but it's dedicated time for everyone in the organization to train. Um, this could be organizational training, individual training, department training. It's different every week. In the re real world, there is never enough time for most the most important things to happen. So we have to create time for those very most important things. Here at Vibe Credit Union, learning and development is an imperative. It is a requirement. We all grow or at some point we go away and that has to happen through learning and development. Um, so being intentional there. Number two is really through career pathing. So we just started rolling out our career pathing program for our entire organization. So everyone in our organization will have a career path plan, which really helps facilitate the learning and development that we talk about here, um, that allows people to be the best they can be in their current positions, allows our team members to achieve promotions to other positions, or just achieve their dreams, which may be other positions altogether. Those plans really help help identify the competencies that are strengths and those that need development. Um, and they, they walk away with an actual action plan, development plans that helps our team grow. So again, those are kind of two things for us that allows us to be very intentional in fostering learning and development. I love that. Two questions I know from, I know your experience and certainly mine, the C-suite that people are challenged with. If they have an executive team that, whether they're not supportive, not aware, not really fully clear as they should be on the value, or they are, but not fully seeing the full impact, what can folks that are, look, accomplished, heads of learning, HR, talent, or hybrid, what should they do to really engage your executive team in a real strategic way to view it and value it the way we discussed, if it's just not there yet? You know, with some things, I think it just takes time. Um, and when you're, when, when you're talking, that's oftentimes a really bad answer for a lot of things. But time 
allows for experiences that it can only come in time. I think from a leadership capacity, it means involving your team members in things. So for me, strategic planning is a very collaborative process, which everybody on the executive team um, has to be part of. Strategic acumen is one of those skills that must be mastered to be um, an executive or, or to be the CEO. And I don't know how to teach people strategic acumen, my team members, without having them involved. So I think a lot of the times, just having individuals, your team members involved is the very most important thing that you can do. Yeah, and if I may, for a brief moment before we get to the last question, Chaz brought up a phenomenal point. I know a lot of you, I won't say struggle, it's just it's just a next kind of plateau or next, next part of the mountain to get to. Look at your company's strategic plan and ask yourself, okay, what are the key meetings where this plan is showing up that I'm not currently engaged in or involved in? It could be quarterly. It could be something more project related. But where against our plan are there key meetings that are happening showing up that I'm not involved in? And beyond saying learning and development or talent development or performance management or succession planning or employee experience or career pathing, you hold that for a second. But say, where can I add value before, during, or after that meeting and start to engage in a way that I am seen as an asset that then opens the door to what I bring to drive that forward. Because of Chaz's point, all these things are valued, but often forgotten in terms of how intentional they need to be. Find the opportunity to engage and add value. Show of yourself. So it begins with exposure in a way that they don't often see you. That's what I would say. Just You made me think that out. Is that fair at times where they just only aren't even always seen sometimes? Yep. Full. Yep. Okay. Last question. What are the one to two mindsets or critical skills? You've already alluded to strategic acumen. So please, that, that's, that's a huge one. Do you think are critical for HR learning talent folks that are needing to elevate this discussion and the direction in a way that they can really own it for the future? What do you think else they need to build or expand upon skill-wise, mindset-wise? I think they're very much too, and I think they probably fit with my um, my life, I will say, values and our organizational values. Number one is a learning mindset. If we are not constantly learning, then we can't continue to grow. It's up to all leaders and team members, I think, to create those environments in which team members can learn, question the status quo, gain knowledge. Again, that leads to growth. And number two, is really that growth mindset. We all have to grow as individuals and as organizations. If we are not consistently and constantly growing, then at some point we go away. Uh, I do not want to be one of the individuals or organizations that goes away because, um, because we become obsolete. So you have to learn to grow and you have to grow to survive. And I think what Chaz provided all of you today is not just a reinforcement of something that isn't going away, those two mindsets, but in the way of work, in our strategy, in how we think and engage with our members, customers, clients, consumers, whatever it might be, we have to own that at the intersection of work, not just to his point earlier, the class, the program, the retreat, all good. But if it's not embedded, the bigger moments and events aren't going to matter. So Chaz... First, I can't say enough as much as any of the amazing 99 episodes we had before, but obviously, personally, as you know, how fond 
and and big fan I am of yours, our relationship, everything, not only that we've done, but just staying connected beyond that. It was a great honor to have you on. Before we wrap up, I just want to thank you again personally for, for doing this and adding value to our community. Thank you very much, Jack, for having me. Always a pleasure. Yeah. So this is Jack Collin with the L&D Transformation Podcast. For more, you can certainly go to our hub where you'll find all three seasons, 100, obviously 100 plus episodes to get more value, insights, and action. Also, you can find further discussion on our LinkedIn channel. And for traditional audio podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Chaz, thank you again. Mm-hmm.